0: Welcome to the Omni Gamers Club podcast. This is Mark Uessa.
1: And this is Daniel Winter. And we're excited this episode to be joined by a special guest. Welcome to the podcast, Jillian Ross.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm super happy to be here.
1: Thanks for joining us. So people might know you from the Brotherwise socials or your own Twitch streams over at Pomelo, I believe is
2: your username. Yes, it is. (laughs)
1: And we saw that you've been streaming a bunch of Tears of the Kingdom and, and leading into that uh, even some Breath of the Wild. So I thought you might have some uh, interesting perspectives on that game. So I yeah. uh, brought you one for that, but there'll be uh, some other news and games to discuss before we get to that. Awesome. So how, how are you doing?
2: I'm good. I Like I mentioned before, we got onto this recording. I... Um, have been playing Tears of the Kingdom probably too much <laughs> this weekend <laughs> to prepare for this so I'm I'm ready
1: <laughs> I, I literally just saw an acquaintance post on Twitter that, that she'd finished the game just, you know, I, I beat that doofus Ganondorf 52.35% completion so uh, still, still <laughs> a lot, lot to go in that game
2: <laughs> Oh wow, yeah
1: <laughs> How do they even calculate that percentage, right? Like, yeah, I'm not what? sure how much of that is just Korok seeds, to be honest <laughs> <laughs> Yeah yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, it's like map dots on the screen, on the map. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves there. Why don't we look at what's news to us? Of course, uh, anyone, this, this might be old news by the time you're listening to this, but there's been a lot of video game press conferences in the showcase previously called E3, <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure what you call the the all-encompassing grouping of them now. They're all sort of split up in their own little press conferences, but we've had quite a few from the Summer Showcase and Xbox and wholesome games Uh, I've only caught a handful of them bits and pieces between the various conferences but uh, I was curious if any of you had seen anything that was particularly exciting I can shout
0: out a few titles that I saw. I mostly watch mm-hmm. the Xbox stuff, but of course, you know, last episode we covered the sh- Sony showcase, so I feel like we're pretty platform agnostic here. Yes. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> leaning hard on Game Pass because we're both subscribers, but uh, yeah, pretty excited about the Xbox showcase lineup that uh, they covered. There's an exciting new game from the creators of Persona, the recent Persona titles called Metaphor. Oh. Uh, this just came out of nowhere, and the art style looks like even more in-your-face and hyper-stylish than the recent Persona games. And it seems like the creator has kind of been allowed to let loose and go a little bit beyond the kind of teenagers-in-school um, you know, format of Persona. So that's really exciting to me.
1: Excellent. I saw there's also Persona 3 like remastered and a new Persona 5 Tactics announced. Yeah,
0: it's a bit weird because the Persona 3, they just... They already had released Persona 3. They remastered four. it, I guess. So now they're
1: yeah. re, re-remastering
0: <laughs> it. Yeah, it looks to me like a re- remake. It looks pretty, uh, pretty tight with new uh, polygonal graphics. Everything looks really clean. So, you know, that looks great. Can't argue with more Persona. Uh, uh-huh. Persona Tactica looks super cute. I'm excited about that. Yeah, absolutely. This is a real boon for RPG lovers who <laughs> happen to play uh, Xbox. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, how about you, uh, uh, Jillian or Daniel? Did you see any other titles you're excited about?
2: Well, I'm looking at your list, so I'm cheating a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Towerborn sounds interesting just by the name, but also because it's the makers of Banner Saga. And Ooh, my partner loves Banner Saga. Like, that's his favorite game of all time. So oh, wow. it's, you, it says it's a 2D co-op. Is it still like turn based, like RPG based?
0: I think it's real time. Like I got okay. real vibes of like old school, hack and slash oh. co-op games. Like there's um, Golden Axe was a one oh. on the Sega Genesis huh. and arcades that I played as a child. And, but it seems like even more intense. And I, I imagine there must be some strategic or like RPG aspects if it's from the makers of Banner, Banner Saga too.
2: Oh, that's exciting.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I missed that one myself. After I look that up after we're done recording here. Uh, <laughs> sure. so personally, I was excited for uh, New Prince of Persia. It's a bit of a, a blast from the past, and they're they're going back to their roots somewhat with a two D art style. Oh wow, two so, D perspective that is. And I, I believe I, I heard that it's the same team who made the the super unappreciated platformers Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins, which were super tight platformers that were, that were super finely tuned with with the way movement works in those games, and this looks to be using similar sense of, of, of like it's a lot, lot more combat based, but super timing heavy and and counters and special effects and c- cool style from what I, what I what I've seen of it. So that, that looks like it could be fun.
0: Really nice. I remember the Prince of Persia 3D remake really fondly. I think it must have been what. Three hundred and sixty generation. Sands of uh, time,
1: I think, was Sands
0: of time, where you yeah. could reverse time. Obviously, Yeah, that
1: was
0: great. <laughs> oh, yeah, so well, much speaking
1: fun. of sand, and there was another announcement from uh, Akira Toriyama, uh, who of Dragon Quest and Dragon Ball fame, a new series called Sandlands. Ooh.
0: Yeah, is that? Are you announcing? Was, was it a game
1: that they announced? Because that's yeah. that's yeah.
0: A, a manga that's on. Um, yes, it's, it's basically a
1: game, a game based on the manga. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't know much about it, but hey, you know, who can argue with, with more Toriyama, right?
1: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very cute, cute art style, as you, as you can imagine. Uh, driving around the desert as, a, as a, some kind of demon driving a bus and feeding monsters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love it. Love it. Give me more. That sounds great. <laughs> Uh, I'll mention a couple other titles that uh, piqued my interest uh, of the Xbox Showcase. Star Wars Outlaws. uh, This is from Massive Entertainment. I mean, who doesn't want to be Han Solo, right? You want to be the bad guys in these games (laughs) or the the edge. What is it? The scum and villainy in those games. And this seems to promise uh, just that. I know that the Jedi survivor.
2: Ah,
1: I'm bored of mm-hmm. jedis. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I want to see how the other side lives and uh, occupies that world.
1: Yeah, a little bit of Jin Erso in there from Rogue One, perhaps. Uh, yeah, like running, running from bounty hunters and um, smuggling and, and freelancing, and a, a very cute little. Axolotl cat companion that my daughter is already obsessed with.
2: Oh, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> yep, I'm sure those are going to be plushies, right? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> As a little side note, I, I took my uh, kids out shopping yesterday and my youngest bought a shirt at Hot Topic and, and the, the picture is an axolotl and the tagline goes, you ask a lot of questions.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> no not punch. Yeah. Well,
0: <laughs> I am a dad, so I, I'm I obligated it's, it's, to it's tell used. dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Okay, you get a pass for once.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, a couple more, and I promise I'm done. Avowed uh, from Obsidian and ha- Starfield from, of course, Be- Bethesda, makers of Fallout and the Elder Scrolls. Actually, my hype level is not that high. I'm just cautiously optimistic about that last one. So, hoping yeah, for the best. Yeah, could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want, I want to be excited, but uh, I'll, I'll wait and see. <laughs> for sure. How about you guys? Any more titles that piqued your interests?
2: I'm not a big Xbox person, so it's hard for me to get excited about that. But um, there has been some news about Baldur's Gate. recently i think there was like a new trailer that got uh leaked or something last uh tuesday and i haven't watched it yet because i'm trying not to get too much into spoilers or anything because i feel like trailers nowadays just show you the whole game and or movie so (laughs) i i'm worried that it's gonna reveal too much so i just want to talk about my excitement for Baller's Gate 3 because it's coming in just a couple of months, really.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I know they did announce a couple of new characters who would be known to uh, lovers of D&D, but I I didn't know the character. I've already forgotten the name because I'm not familiar (laughs) with that universe.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not too familiar either, which I haven't played a lot of games from Larian. I just started Divinity Original Sin, and it's just like... It's hard to get into those games because it's, like, grueling for the first, like, mm, act, yeah. basically. And then once you get into, like, act two or three, basically, it just gets a lot easier. Uh, but you just have to get through that first part where you're just grinding and it sucks and everything's hard. Bit of a so, slug, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't – I haven't played many Larian games because of that. But Baldur's Gate 3 with the early access has been – really nice so i'm very excited for that
1: yeah yeah i'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about that one too yes <laughs> uh one, one more i just want to quickly shout out uh at the start of the xbox showcase there was a, g- a game called south of midnight again i don't know what anything about what this game plays like but super stylish cut scene a, a, a animated cutscene. it looked like those it's a bunch of movies Lately, have these sort of cutscenes where you have these puppets, like an- animated puppets, basically uh, silhouettes. So, and, and this is, is quite reminiscent of that, but set in the in the bayou uh, with cool sort of well, I can't remember what they call them, sh- shaken bones, sort of old, old scratch uh, d- devil in the in in the bayou, uh, f- fun monsters and, and everything. So that looks like a really cool aesthetic.
2: Oh yeah, that sounds cool.
0: Yeah, I wonder what the gameplay of that game is going to be. I, I was interested by that cinematic as well. Uh, I noted the sort of stop-motion animation uh, frame rate of, of the trailer. And it I don't know. I guess I was reminded slightly of that game we covered recently set in the South.
1: It was a knocker? Norco?
0: Yeah. Norco, yes, I, I, yeah. That one was obviously a little bit more sci-fi. But I think the South in America, especially around you know Louisiana Bayou area, is a little bit un- unexplored in in video game terms so it seems like really you know like a fruitful setting for
1: yeah a lot of cool sort of culture and mythology to to explore down there absolutely okay well if anyone got anything else they uh, want to talk about in the news
0: a um, couple of quick mentions unrelated to the showcase i just uh, checked out game pass again and a couple of exciting <laughs> games were listed there ones that I, I would like to consider uh the two of us uh on playing on the show daniel uh everspace 2 um yes. i heard some interesting things about never yeah, played a the bit first of that. yeah i haven't played the first in the series but uh 2 is supposed to be interesting and then because we were just talking about farm sim farm <laughs> sim/action story games there's rune factory 4 which is the the long-running series of uh, farm sim slash RPG game.
1: Yeah, I've heard great things about that that uh, series. I'm not sure how that one in particular shakes up. It's, it's not the most recent game, I, I don't believe. But, yeah, it's the uh, second. Should, yeah, I'm, I'm, always, I'm still trying to find my perfect farming slash RPG combo. So maybe, maybe <laughs> this will be it.
0: <laughs> Very cool. How about yourself, Jillian? Do you have anything else that's exciting you right now? It doesn't have to be video games.
2: Oh no! To be honest, I'm like, because I'm like working on marketing at Brotherwise Games like all the time. That's like mainly what I'm focusing on. And of course, I'm excited for all the titles coming out there. But that's stuff we can talk about later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you have to be biased. That's why. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Very cool. You can give us some uh, exclusive uh, hot news about Brotherwise uh, at the end. Hopefully.
1: Oh gosh. <laughs> well, there is, um, okay, okay. you've got it, Boss Monster 10th Edition, which is very uh, connected to, to video games, obviously
2: yeah, yeah, that's a good one um, and I'm excited for that one too because I didn't play Boss Monster, to be honest, until I uh, started at Brotherwise, and I'm like man, I don't know why I haven't gotten into deck builders before this, like my all my friends love deck building games and they love video games as well so this like perfectly matches what their needs are, and they really loved it. So I'm like, well, I wish I knew about this earlier, and now I'm gonna <laughs> sound like I'm super biased about loving Boss Monster now that I work at Brotherwise. But I promise everybody, it's true. And yes, well, honest, do I have I a 10th anniversary edition coming out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't love the game when I tried it, but it is a great, exp- it's a great in for players of video games mm-hmm. who aren't as familiar with with board games. Uh, it's, a good, it's a great sort of c- crossover point, I, I find.
2: <laughs> yeah. And there's like a lot of fun um, little references to different like video game characters and uh, just, I don't know, just fun references that you'll find for literally anything because I think Johnny and Chris are, Super cool about stuff like that, and it's just funny to see their little references. And I think actually, uh, Johnny wants me to make a video for Brotherwise soon, talking about all these references. So
1: <laughs> all these keep, it,
2: keep an eye out <laughs> for all of those like goofy Ooh. references and stuff, because he That'd sent be me fun. some photos, and they are hilarious. So it's going to be funny when it whenever it comes out.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'll stay tuned for that. Okay, well, speaking of the future, uh, why don't we talk about what we've been playing lately?
0: Jillian, do you want to start us off? It could be board game, video game, real-time, interactive, puppetry, whatever whatever you (laughs) stick your fancy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I'll start off with video games because I'm kind of like diving into a new world there. Um, Specifically, like on TikTok recently, there's like this big, I don't know, phenomenon uh, around like coziness. Mm, and I don't yeah. really like like that word too much in like video games uh, <laughs> specifically depending on the game because sometimes the games aren't cozy that they recommend. Like, what is the one that I just played recently? Uh, it's called When the Past Was Around and they're like, this is a great cozy game. It's like an, a puzzle point and click game. And it's like, yeah, that point that part of the game is cozy but the
1: emotionally devastating story
2: (laughs) right like it's about grief and like loss and mourning and i'm like this isn't cozy whatsoever Mm. like i'm mourning a character that i just met and like i i get where you're coming from with that but i don't know so i've been playing a lot of quote unquote cozy games or like slow games if you want to call it that and One that I'm really enjoying recently is called Little Gator Game. And it sounds super goofy, but it's really fun. It's like a parody off of The Legend of Zelda, basically. And you play as a little gator. And you're trying to impress your big sister to get her to (laughs) play with you. And go on these fun adventures. And you're making new friends while doing that. It's just it's a really fun adventure game. And I've been enjoying it a ton.
1: Yeah, I so saw you streaming that. I ha- haven't had a chance to, to check it out yet, though. Uh, it lo- looks very cute. It remi- I'm reminded actually more of um, C- Croc, the old the old school platformer, uh, <laughs> much more gritty. I think that was it was that another character platformer from way, way back in the day. Was that an
0: extreme, <laughs> extremely nineties mascot? platform yes game. oh yes <laughs> nice oh, maybe a maybe this is son
1: of croc <laughs> little little, little <laughs> yes. gator is son of croc maybe has. yes
0: no that sounds really cool jillian is it would you say that that's like a child suitable child friendly game
2: yeah for sure it's like it's really easy the controls are really easy and like you can wander off and do whatever basically like it's not like you're fighting actual monsters or anything. Like the monsters that you are fighting in this game are cardboard cutouts that your friends have put up around for you on this island. <laughs> so it's it's really, really child-friendly, I think.
1: I'm looking at a, a video now and he does have a very adorable little waddle as he's moving around. Yes.
2: <laughs> That's the, like my favorite part <laughs> Like, you'll get a glider at one point too, and his little like feet like kind of flip through the air <laughs> as well. It's just a very cute game.
1: Excellent. On the other end of cutes. Um, the game I've managed to drag myself away from Zelda Four is the other new hotness, is Diablo Four. I uh, discussed yes. this a little bit in regards to the, the early access or the, the beta. I, I played a little bit of, but now playing the final thing, and uh, it's, it's still a mixed bag. I'm, I'm I'm relatively early on. I've been taking my time just exploring all of the side areas and doing side quests. And that, that may be a mistake. I hear people say, no, rush to the storyline till you get a amount to, to get through it much faster. But it's just to find the game to just just chill in and click things and watch the numbers go up, basically. <laughs> it, it is surprisingly how much they've mixed things up in the structure. It is an open world now compared to the previous sort of procedurally generated games. You can just go wherever you want and it would largely scale to you. Mm. Which, is, which is interesting so you have a lot more freedom in that you have more freedom in how you build your skills it, you can like, customize any any number of abilities uh, which so you can mess around there i don't know how much replayability there is because it doesn't seem to be much variety each time you go through so i think you kind of you have to force yourself to just try new abilities and skills and find new gear and let that be the the sort of variety as you go. But yeah, very, very, definitely very much on the, on the more grim, dark side of things, perhaps <laughs> a little too much. It, it, it's actually more story in this version. They, 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 they have actual cutscenes. your actual character, like your, your character talks now for like for the first time, Oh, nice! A, rather than just the, yeah, the, the, the blank doll, <laughs> just, <laughs> just standing there listening. Uh, so that's been fun. Um, I'll, I'll see how I, I hear it opens up quite a bit, so I'll see how I get on with it. But yeah, enjoying clicking, clicking on, Puzzle skulls. <laughs> yeah,
2: I love the idea of Diablo, but like it's like Elden Ring for me, where I don't <laughs> like Souls like games, and mm-hmm. I don't like games where I'm like clicking a button a ton. But like, it just looks so enticing and so fun that i think i might have to make a purchase after i finish tears of the kingdom whatever that is is. tough
1: um (laughs) it it, it is quite punishing i mean i'm playing on the hard difficulty so there's that there is an easier mode Uh, it's it's tough on the wrists (laughs) for one thing but uh, yeah it's just i have my complaints about it but just the immediacy of just clicking things flashing lights loot explosions that that never gets old
2: yeah just like, <laughs> it's like the, the skin, dopamine the pure skin rush. Of box
1: of games yeah.
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fun
0: <laughs> uh, i'm trying to avoid it save myself a little money since i have uh diablo 2 and remastered and 3 still kicking around that i should play more of so i'm trying to be a good a good boy and uh, <laughs> try and avoid diablo 4 uh it'll be knowing the history of diablo games it'll be around for years to come oh exactly yep yeah <laughs> yeah Okay, on my end, I'm continuing my quest to find myself a, a MMO game that I'll actually enjoy and stick with because I'm <laughs> a solo player. I'm a curmudgeon, uh, so I've been trying out a couple of new t- new to me titles. There's the massively popular Runescape, which is on like a bunch of different platforms. <laughs> it's on your phone, it's on game consoles, it's on PC, obviously, and obviously, it's based on old school uh, Runescape that's been around for a long time. I never really tried it, and it seems pretty cool in a hyper generic way. Have any of you guys played Runescape at all? No,
1: I, I was mm-hmm. a bit before my time. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, no, but my partner did for a little bit, I believe, and he was really into it, but okay. doesn't play it anymore.
1: Yeah, it's tough I to mean, go back after so many modern MMOs. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> the promise yeah. of it is very enticing. It's really easy to play, and I think their pitch is that. You can do anything in this game. You can mine, you can fish, you can chop down trees. You can just become, you know, like a leather crafter, or you, you can just make arrows or whatever. And it rewards you intensely. And there's sort of like a progression arc for every one of those minute <laughs> specialties that you could think of. Oh, wow. So, you know, you don't have to go off and, and slay the giants or whatever. You can just stay in the village and craft and sell in a public market and, so it's very kind of freeing that way. And you know, I like I like that promise, but something about the world is not really drawing me in, so I'll keep trying it out.
1: Sounds a little bit like a, a fantasy second life.
0: <laughs> kind of, yeah. It seems like very, very simplistic. It's almost 2D, even though you can swing the camera around. It's got these like blocky, like paper cut sort of characters, and even the new the quote unquote not old school runescape. Looks pretty darn simplistic. <laughs> so so who knows if I'll stick with it. But there it is. The other game I've been trying out because uh, I do have an ongoing D&D campaign that I've been playing with my oldest kid and our neighbors it is one of the two ongoing D&D MMOs. The newer of the two, it's called Neverwinter. Still 10 years old, <laughs> but it is popular apparently. It's also on consoles and PC. It's really easy, easily playable. But kind of also generic in its own right it just seems mm-hmm. like another one of those so i'm not sure if i'm going to stick with it
1: yeah i picked up that one a little bit uh never didn't never really grab me i mean I, again i don't have any attachment to that ip in particular it wasn't mm-hmm. doing anything particularly new i found yeah i've never yeah, heard of it it's the hard thing about dnd because
0: it's the originator but it's also so generic because everyone has kind <laughs> of cloned it right yeah. yeah and then to have done it better in some regards
2: yeah right
0: yeah, so I can't promise that Neverwinter is, in fact, better because it's tied to that license or not. But I'll try to play a bit more.
1: Well, I am speaking of my moments I have been playing a little bit of Elder Scrolls Online, which has a new expansion. Uh, just I think it's about to come out next week, uh, going back to Morrowinds. So I'm very excited to, to revisit that. But yeah, it's that's that's actually a pretty decent game to, to solo. You can just do the quests and vibe in that world. Why don't you and I play MMOs together? Why <laughs> do we not do that?
0: Just brainwave. I think, I think we keep
1: Steam missing each other. Like you started playing Final Fantasy XIV just after I stopped playing that and <laughs> moved it on the scrolls again.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll make it happen. We'll coordinate. Disconnections in MMO world. <laughs> cool. How about other games you've been playing, Julian?
2: In the board game space, I have been playing a lot of Nemesis recently. Like we introduced Nemesis to our friends who are into, you know, those quote unquote Ameritrash games with all the miniatures and all that stuff. Like he was really into the Fallout board game. So this was – you know, right up his alley. So we introduced it to him, and uh, he immediately loved it. So we introduced <laughs> him to the expansion, which is um, Nemesis Aftermath. And uh oh, yeah, it, it's you're on a Mars base, it's and like an so epilogue,
1: there's isn't it? yeah,
2: it's like there's really cool characters in it too. I really enjoy it. But I'm still just such a sucker for the base (laughs) game of Nemesis more than anything. Like sometimes they're like adding like way too much stuff with their expansions. For the sake of adding more things. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I I just love Nemesis so much. Like it's such a fun game to bring out when the time is right and when people are prepared for it.
1: Yeah, I've only played the base game. I have all the expansions. I haven't had the chance to check them out, but there's still so much to explore in that base game, and especially right. with so much of it being the player dynamics. Yep. I love the, the that you have the choice of whether you're going to play the... the, the there's the, the semi-co-op phase where, where you might be betraying your teammates, you actually get to decide whether you're going to betray them or not. start with, yeah. like, you, have, you have the friendly quest and the not-so-friendly quest, and you choose which one to focus on. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and like... So whenever I'm introducing my friends to this game, I never take the mean quest because I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. if I just kill them off, basically, like, that's going to be so boring for them. So I'm, they're, like, maybe trying to kill me off because they're like, this is fun. I can, like, kill the person who's teaching me this game and I can just like do all these crazy things. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm just trying to collect eggs and send the signal, but it's actually really hard to do that. So <laughs> I'm just like stressed <laughs> over here, but it's always a good time.
1: Yeah. I find that as one of those games, it doesn't always feel balanced or fair, but the story mm-hmm. that you collectively tell is more the more, the most interesting part of it. Basically, Yep.
2: <laughs> yep. It's always interesting. <laughs>
0: it well, sounds like there's some tabletop RPG qualities to it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, I think with some of the, the stuff that you can get, if you get like the deluxe all-in special package or whatever, you can get the uh, comic books with it too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is super cool. They
1: um, have like scenarios that you can play through. Uh, yeah. You know, I I,
2: I, which I really love about this. And it's just really cool to see that um, as well.
0: So I know that Nemesis is is pretty much like Alien with the serial numbers uh, filed <laughs> yes. off. Right. Um, yes, I'm curious, Jillian. Uh, have you tried out the Mothership RPG, the tabletop RPG?
2: No, but once again, it's you should. I should have my partner on instead of me because he loves all of these games that you guys are talking about, so cool. and he actually owns all of the Mothership stuff. And I think uh, the recent Kickstarter, he just. It just got delivered, and he's super stoked on it, and he wants to run a one shot based on that. But I know nothing about it, so oh, neither do I. <laughs> I yeah. To be <laughs> <though>. <laughs> yeah,
0: I actually haven't played it before, but I bought some of the the books, and it's essentially RPGing in an alien like universe mm-hmm. uh, of corporations in in dark, creepy space.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. For yeah, it. you'll
0: have to report uh, back to us and let us know how it goes.
2: <laughs> yes, I will. I will definitely because he's running a D and D campaign right now too. So I'm just going to add that to his list of to-do items because I'm too lazy to run a one-shot myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, that's what partners are for. So you can yes, rely exactly. On them. <laughs> how about you, Daniel? What uh, games have you been playing?
1: Oh well, I pulled a game off by Shelf of Shame this last week that I, I I so I picked this up on account of our a friend of the show, Aaron from Boards Alive, was talking about this. Mosaic a story of civilization. So this is a 4x game that's the twist that got me on board with this is Aaron described it as a, a Civ game that you can fit in under two hours with six players, and that's including the Teach.
0: Wow, and that's I found that, grail.
1: yeah, and I briefly found myself uh, with a large, larger player group for a, a few weeks, so I went and picked this up, and then immediately that the player group fell off again, back <laughs> down below the, the suitable number, but uh, so I got a group together for this last week, finally, after learning it like three separate times, one way to describe it is a Civ game, but largely driven by cards, there's, there's various decks of cards, uh, there's one for technologies, one for buildings. One for like taxes for collecting income, basically. And as as these decks deplete, they they trigger a scoring phase that will you, you basically just look, basically region control. You're scoring on basically region control. So pretty streamlined, it's just like who controls the most in this region, and you're collecting symbols from all these cards. And that that's basically the core element of it. And it turns a super simple. You just basically take a card, execute it, and And off you go. So the game's very snappy. It's similar in Tapestry, and it's a bit of a mishmash of just different time periods. Like the technology deck is just one big stack. So you're mixing concrete and writing, like right next to each other as if they're equal. (laughs) So so not really a great sense of time and place. You don't have that sense of progression that I, I feel like I really want from a Civ game. It's just collect the symbols increase your income and that's about it but it's it it is a very compact streamlined little civ game it gets you just enough of a taste and everyone was was really excited and talking about afterwards about their their strategy which is always a good sign that uh everyone had a good time
0: i'm jealous of you playing all these civ games without me so (laughs) let's make (laughs) it i'm sad That sounds cool. Okay, my my game board game update is going to be nice and sweet. Uh, I'm continuing to play Caverna because I guess I started mm. a bunch of games of Caverna up after and uh, during our last episode. Just, I'm still enjoying myself and still learning things, learning the ins and outs of the timing. It's a solid game. Go listen to that episode if you haven't yet. Well, Gillian,
1: do you, do you have any thoughts on Caverna and or Agricola?
2: I have only played agricola once and i have not played caverna
1: hmm.
0: i'm an agricola fan too <laughs> agricola is a hard game to play just once because it's so kind of punishing right
1: so, so yeah. many people do play it once and then immediately run the other direction <laughs> I did for many years.
0: <laughs> well i hope you'll try one of those games again because it does get easier the second time around or third time around Okay, I'll try again. Cool. Uh, Speaking of trying games again, the other game I've been trying out is uh, more uh, Century Spice Road. Uh, You know, I kind of wrote that game off as like really dead simple and uninteresting, but it has surprisingly more legs to it and more depth to it than I think I gave it credit for. It's deeper than A Splendor, in my opinion, and I think I'm kind of getting a bit hooked on it. I I like it.
1: Interesting. I had the same impression, so maybe I need to revisit that too. And I, I do get it confused because it's the three games in that series, and I think that's the only one I've tried. And There's also, I'm not going to try to remember the other names, but it's, 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 it's three in that series that can all be combined into one sort of mega game. And I've, I I'm, I'm ex- I've been interested just for that concept alone.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting concept, and I think it's Emerson Matsuchi, and I really like his game designs. They have this sort of like elegance and like mathematical simplicity to them but they're very like you know tactile and there's lots of little pieces moving around so i'm really interested in that and it's kind of the only one of the only few franken games i can think of uh in in the literal (laughs) sense where you can kind of graft multiple games together so that that strikes me as interesting something to do once in your life
1: (laughs) jillian have you played any of the century games
2: no, I have been absolutely horrible at playing board games for the, like the last year, basically. So I need to get back in on this. This is making me have serious, like, promo. <laughs> there are a lot of
1: games. I'm never going to yes. keep up with all of them, unfortunately.
0: Oh, I don't <laughs> yes. feel bad. I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you, Jillian. Um, I, I should get I should get kicked off this show because I never play board games. <laughs> <laughs> Except those online. I only play on board game arena pretty much. So, so that's, I need that's,
2: to,
0: yeah, get I on need there. To get
2: on there. I really do. Get on there.
0: Join us. We'll I play will. some games with you. Okay. Awesome. I gotta do it. <laughs> you're welcome. The water is fine. Come. <laughs> awesome. Well, speaking about the water, uh, shall we um, talk about some tears or talk about our featured guys? <laughs> <Nice. game?
1: laughs> oh, I thought it was tears. Have I been reading it wrong the whole time?
2: <laughs> no.
0: Tears of the kingdom. Is about, there are like rips in the ground. So maybe exactly. <laughs>
1: <right>. <laughs> no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it is tears. <laughs> Well, we're going to get on with the main segment of the show, and let's talk Tears of the Kingdom. This is developed and published by Nintendo, as is the case with most uh, first-party Nintendo games.
0: Yeah, I think you can pretty much say uh, Zelda is synonymous with Nintendo, for sure. It was directed by uh, Hidemaro Fujibayashi and produced by Eiji Aonuma. Was involved pretty closely with the last one, too, I believe. And of course, it's for the Nintendo Switch. I think actually,
1: Breath of the Kingdom was for Wii U, too, right? It was multiple. Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I actually <laughs> played it on on Wii U, yes. The original platform. Switches had just come out. I think it was a, was it a launch pl- launch game, I believe. I'm game. So pretty I sure couldn't actually get one at game. the time. Yeah, so, yeah. I, so I, I went and bought a, a cheap secondhand Wii U just to play <laughs> Breath of the Wild. It seems like ancient history now. It does.
0: <laughs> yeah, but here we are. And Jillian, we like to start by kind of roughly trying to describe what type of game we're talking about here. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's fair to say that this, like Breath of the Wild, is um, well, it's a single-player game, obviously. Third person, it's an action-adventure game, and you do a lot of exploration. Yeah, open, open uh, world exploring.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Huge um, multi-level open world. <laughs>
0: Oh, for sure. A lot of falling, a lot of jumping. But before that, Jillian, I'd like to know, well, you you stream a lot of Legend of Zelda. So Mm -hmm. what is your relationship with Legend of Zelda? Like, when did you get into it? What do you like about it?
2: So my first uh, Legend of Zelda game was Ocarina of Time.
1: Yes. And
2: And I pretty much, I was pretty young when I first started playing that. And I was just trying to be like my older brothers and Understanding what was happening, and I don't even remember if I finished it back then. I probably didn't. Um, <laughs> but a very the very game as, yes. a, as a six-year-old,
1: I think I, when I played it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I would say the very first like Legend of Zelda game that really st- stuck with me, and I remember playing all the way through, uh was Twilight Princess, mm. and I just I really loved that one. I just love you know the like gothic aesthetic there. I love the storyline. You get to be a wolf for a little bit too. (laughs) So it's really, it's really cool. And then breath of the wild came out and that just was a game changer. I feel like within the legend of Zelda universe. And I just, ever since breath of the wild came out, I feel like I've been diving into literally everything. I started to read the manga for it, which I have not kept up with whatsoever and do not remember (laughs) at all. I have like a couple of the books and I just haven't read very much of them. So I have to get back into that once I get done with Tears of the Kingdom, whenever that will be, because who knows?
0: (laughs) Very good. Yeah, Zelda is an amazing series because it it does constantly reinvent itself. Mm -hmm. Maybe it doesn't feel that much between the iteration to iteration, but definitely kind of like in like epochs, like every two or three of them, like there's a huge like earth-shattering change. So that part of it, you know, you definitely got to give a nod to Nintendo for that. And mm-hmm. Breath
1: of the Wild, it's it's quite it is easily the biggest evolution since the start. I, I would say, other than like I guess some of the the the, the the portable games that have the, the the top-down sort of isometric view still, though those have been doing weird little bespoke <laughs> mechanics but in terms of the the big budget triple a third part third person ones uh, I, th- I think Breath of the wild is the biggest evolution so far and then and tears of the kingdom is very much working with that <laughs> as a canvas
2: yeah for sure
1: you know i'm gonna kind of come out swinging here a total <laughs> tangent but
0: i think well two two big claims and uh, I, i'm gonna get flamed for this but i think the zelda games are better than the mario games and mm. I think Zelda has had a better transition into three D than Mario has. I'm I just
2: gonna agree. throw it out
0: there.
2: I agree. <laughs> and you wanna know why I agree? Is because the people who have been working on Zelda, I think for the like past thirty years, it's been the same people for the same or for all the different games. So I feel like they know the IP and they know how to keep the story going keep things interesting so invest this is just a little note just invest in people and if they're on the same team for however many years you're going to get a beautiful product like tears of the kingdom and i feel like i agree with you on mario front like it just hasn't scaled the way that zelda has
0: wow i love to be agreed with so (laughs) (laughs) kudos to you jillian that's awesome (laughs) On a more serious note, though, um, Daniel, would you say that your relationship with Zelda is about the same uh, as Jillian's, or similar?
1: Yeah, I actually started with Ocarina of Time as well. I have, I did go back and play a couple of the older games. That's my main point of reference, and I mean, it's hard. I, I did finish it and, and i have replayed it many times since. And for me, that's always the sort of uh Zelda game, and it's hard. Breath of the Wild, I have positive and negative thoughts on, but. It's had my expectations of what a Zelda game is is still very much caught up with, within Ocarina of time and it's, it's hard to judge on its own terms with the, these newer games I will, I will say without wanting that formula. So I'm trying I'm trying to, to to remove that bias and, and, and meet uh, the, these new games where they are rather than what they're not. <laughs> <I'll work laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, I've long been a series. I've I played most all of the games since then, basically, all of the mainline ones at least.
0: Nice. Yeah, me being an, a slightly older person, I feel like I've played two hours of every Zelda game, <laughs> uh, right right from the beginning, uh, the 2D two D era. I think the original Legend of Zelda was too hard for me. And I, I've played almost all of them, except I do have a gaps. I actually didn't do Wind Waker very much. I did about 10 hours of that. And I didn't play Twilight Princess. I didn't play mm-hmm. Twilight Princess whatsoever. So I feel bad about that. But Ocarina of Time is the one of the only ones in the series that I finished to completion, and yeah, it's just a marvel. What a what a masterpiece!
2: It really is. It's so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can we we just make this podcast about Ocarina of Time now? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Screw the the new stuff. (laughs) No, but I think we put it on the cover, so we're going to have to talk about it. (laughs)
1: let's let's talk
0: about what's what's different in in this game. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to start us off? Jillian, you you want to tell us what struck you as cool or shocking uh, in this new latest iteration?
2: Yeah, I feel like the easy part is just like the ultra hand mechanic is just insane, as well as, you know, the weapon fusion. And like, my biggest gripe with Breath of the Wild is the weapon degradation and mm. I like I I like it and I don't at the same time because <laughs> it, I my weapons always break when I need them the most <laughs> so having weapon fusion where I feel like I want to you know go kill like silver moblins and silver bocoblins to get their horns to Fuse to my weapons to make them better is higher and I don't know I just I really love that part of the game like figuring out how to make my weapons better so I like that they changed the weapon degradation a little bit to kind of make you think about you know the puzzle of making weapons you know more durable or like have like electric or fire effects there's like so many things you can do and it's super fun
1: for those who haven't played obviously so this is basically the fusibility where you can combine any weapon in the game or any shield with any object that's lying around whether it's a sort of a horn or a electric fruits or even a rock This <laughs> is lying on the ground yeah. You shove a rock onto the front of your shield. And I guess that makes it better. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, this is definitely one of the more interesting parts I found that it's really leans into this, almost this immersive sim part of the game that every, it's every part of the world is suddenly you're interacting with in these unique ways and a bit of alchemy going on in like trying new combos and finding the, 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 your your, your fa- like finding these cool tricks like if you stick a, a mushroom on the front of a stick then it makes it like a bouncy stick or
2: something.
1: Yes, yes. Um, yeah, really cool little discoveries. I I didn't hate weapon degradation. I I, I feel I almost feel like this this fusion system makes it, me hate it worse. <laughs> and just <laughs> that you find this really cool combo and then it breaks after two hits and oh well and then you got to go farm again like farm more parts or dig through your. Uh, menu and drop items on the floor and, and combine them and uh, i actually found that discouraged the, the degradation discouraged me from mm-hmm. experimenting here uh just but the experimenting is fun I, I do really enjoy that and how how it encourages you to interact with the world in new and interesting ways yeah i
0: think the fusion is pretty powerful i i like how when you're down in the uh, caverns or something like that and you're trying to break down some some ore or you're trying to break through a, a, a weak wall or something, there's always a stone nearby for you to, to fuse your, <laughs> yeah. your weak-ass claymore with. And, and, and that's perfect, obviously, right? And I like that that's there because I just feel like more part of the world, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like immersed in that world more than, you know, in Ocarina of Time. Like in Ocarina of Time, I know I'm playing a designed level Despite the fact that it was quote unquote open world to some degree, um, you know, I'm always playing a game and I'm always playing with the game mechanics. In this, I feel like I'm experimenting.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I think to myself, I'm holding out my bow and arrow, I'm walking near a campfire. What would happen if I shoved to the front of my bow and arrow into the fire? <laughs> and, and lo and behold, it catches on fire and I use that to soup up my attack. So it feels like more organic that way. And, and that part of it I really enjoy
1: absolutely yeah so it very much feels like a, a more living breathing world in so many ways not just just the the components lying around but even just the, the people like there's so, so many npcs just wandering around and they, they're all doing things like there's this merchants wandering between towns and they all feel like they're like, like of course they are on a loop they always they it, all feels much more organic like even just talking to them they they feel more sort of it all just feels more lived in by by the all these people and and they're just living their lives
2: yeah i like that part too a lot it feels yeah like you said more organic and just natural
0: and you're right ultra hand wow like that that thing is amazing it's like the power right i feel like in breath of the wild all the six powers or whatever felt about equivalent usefulness, but yeah. hand is kind of everything, yes. <laughs> all of them in one. Yeah, and I like how they executed it. Like it's it's not too complex. Mm-hmm. Like you can get the job done most of the time. It's a little frustrating, but usually it's frustrating. It's frustrating if I try and do something that's just too yeah you know, <laughs> too, too ambitious, right? And I
2: think <laughs> once you get the auto build feature, which I didn't get until like. 60 or 70 hours into the game,
1: yeah, is
2: amazing. <laughs> so, if you haven't gotten that yet, you start that quest line, it's in the depths.
1: <laughs> yeah, the fact that you can admit, like, that completely changed my thoughts in Ultra mm-hmm. Hand. The fact that it's so missable is, I think, is. In theory, a big deal. I, I should direct you to yeah. order the old, much more straightforward. <laughs> well,
0: let's talk about this because that I don't know. I, I think that's kind of impressive that you can miss things and tackle things in different orders. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I <laughs> was playing the first eight or nine shrines of this game on ultra hard mode because after the you know the initial area, or I left the initial area, kind of like Breath of the Wild had the initial area. I didn't follow the main quest line, and I didn't get the glider until like oh, wow. Shrine Nine or something like that. So, I I, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> "Wow, what a bold choice! <laughs> Just taking away the glider." <laughs> It was so crucial <laughs> to the main game. You have all like, now. <laughs> yeah, when I figured out that I could get the glider, <laughs> I just felt like a super idiot. So <laughs> my opinion of the game changed slightly after that. Yes.
1: Uh, sorry, Jillian, You, you, you went on tangent there. You said you had a couple of thoughts. Well, yeah, on it, the, on it's the kind end. of like
2: with the with what we're already talking about, which is how you can miss things and how it can be so frustrating, but also like kind of cool at the same yeah. time. Like, there's no one correct way to play this game because right everyone has their
1: own experience and and unique path through this game it's
2: embarrassing to say how many hours i already have poured into this game and like all of that but like (laughs) i just unlocked the 15th i think there's 15 uh sky towers on the main part of the world in hyrule and i just did that today and i think i hit over a hundred hours today. (laughs) So just taking your time, (laughs) I think is a good way to do it. And like you figure out things, I think better that way, or at least for me, I don't want to say that for everybody as like a blanket statement, but it can be infuriating though, when you miss something like auto build, which seems so crucial once you do use it a time (laughs) later on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of my, my main thoughts on this game. As like, there's a lot of tutorialization that I mean, this is this is the tutorialization on on, this, on the Great Sky Island, right? That's pretty it holds your hand quite a bit there. You you you're going to hit the main points at least, but even there, it's 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 easy to miss things. Like, there's all these little robots that are sitting to one side that with with suggestions on how to cook and whatnot, mm-hmm. but they're so easy to to miss. Partly because it's it's the, that tutorial area is like on multiple levels. And I found it really hard to, to sort of figure out where I'd been and not been uh, you know, and if getting this perspective.
0: Was, if this was a Ubisoft open world game, there'd be a pin for each and every one of those. You <laughs> yes,
1: know that, yeah. Right? But yeah, it, it only gets worse when you get down to the bottom. Like there's, there's shrines that have tutorials for like key combat, concepts that you can really easily miss and i, I, I think it, it'd be nice if they just directed you a little more not, not make it compulsory but just have a tutorial quest chains like if you if you want to run through all of these key concepts like just follow th- this mm-hmm. line and we'll, we'll cover all the basics otherwise you're mm-hmm. going to miss so many things quite easily like there's, there's that there's that meme of, of um of breath of the wild it was a streamer who'd played for like 200 hours and then went back to the the great plateau and found the, uh, I, th- oh, the, I yeah, think the middle yeah, game yeah. you can backflip. Like <laughs> she had, had not realized that <laughs> and it's just like mind blown. And like this game doesn't really do it a, a, a better, a much of a better job of, of, sort yeah. of guiding you through it's those like,
2: It's frustrating when that happens, but then again, you're like, I i'm the one that's kind of messed up here (laughs) so (laughs) i it's like man i get i get that i'm supposed to look at these side quests and all of that stuff but sometimes i'm like i gotta go save zelda right now like this is do you see this the castle in the sky i gotta get a move on it (laughs) it's on fire (laughs) so
0: (laughs) that is a bit weird that that premise of the of the game obviously um, yeah yeah we we don't want to i don't think we want to spoil too much about this game but you know some there are kind of like standard zelda legend of zelda things anyways there's a bit of a mystery about zelda and there's questions about zelda going on and i guess you're on the quest to figure that that mystery out and yeah you do feel kind of like pressure like oh i thought you knew where zelda was and I feel like all the NPCs in the world are like kind of <laughs> questioning me and judging me for not, you know, actually trying to pursue the main quest. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying building monster cars with the parts uh, yeah. that I find on the I, in I, the field.
1: I, I do like everyone you meet has like it's like this these Cryptid sightings, like oh, I saw Zelda riding a beast in the forest over here. Oh no, I saw Zelda going into the ruins (laughs) over here. No, I saw Zelda jumping into it into the chasm over here. Like everyone has a different story of what they saw Zelda doing, and like this is this weird sort of mythology spread around the game of of, of everyone's experience. Yeah, she's she's like (laughs) Kaiser sose or something. I was gonna (laughs)
2: say Regina George from Mean Girls. (laughs) Like I saw Zelda jumping into the chasm, so I jumped into the chasm. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: Brilliant! It well, that's us a chasm.
1: Like there, there's, there's that that was a one of one of my big surprises of this game. Like the the the, the marketing talked mm-hmm. a lot about the sky islands, and yet you can you can fly up into the air and there's all these islands up there to explore. But then there's a whole other third layer underneath Hyrule. Jump down into the it's like very much reminiscent of, of Elden Ring. Taking there's uh, a surprisingly <laughs> long way down. Basically, the whole other world down there to explore, and it's, it, it is dark. Like pitch black dark
2: it's like not my favorite
1: (laughs) no
0: (laughs) I kind of have to admit I haven't taken the plunge
1: oh I'm I'm just wandering around in the above world I I mean there's I I just found it the most mysterious part of the game like everything above ground was pretty to some extent a known quantity but the below ground you like really didn't I have no idea what to expect down there so it sounded a a little bit Like I've got, I figured out what the what the Mm -hmm. the gist of it is now, and what the tricks are, and what the 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 the, how it repeats itself, if you know what I mean. But the initially, the initial discovery of trying to like gradually make your way from like light to light because it is so dark down there, uh, and it's a much more gradual process of of gradually lighting up the depths. So I'm enjoying the exploration of uncharted territory, and there's so
2: many light routes to find. I feel like I spent probably 30 to 40 percent of my time in the depths and i have maybe a third of it done so it's just wow (laughs) it's so much time i think but i'm also like really slow and i'm not like a i'm not good at combat so like the the first time that i came across you know (laughs) an armored Lionel down there, I was like, all right, I'm noping out of here and like going back up to the mainland. I'm not dealing with this at the moment. So the depths, like it stresses me out. So I have to, I, I really just need to get all those uh, light roots done. (laughs) It's like, it's a bit too much for me.
0: (laughs) I am glad this series, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, does allow you to mm-hmm. avoid combat for the most part it is it is fairly easy to warp out or dash around or climb up a, the side of a hill uh, of a cliff and get out of combat situations that you're not ready for uh so that part of it i enjoy because yeah you know i want to slowly mm-hmm. wander too you know i, I just want to go across the landscape and see where the path takes me and yeah and, game and sure let
1: you do that the combat is so Mm -hmm. hard i was surprised to find like so many things kill you in one hit even in the tutorial area Mm -hmm. like those robots hit hard and i really struggled at the start of this game trying to find somewhere that was appropriate for my level even even now that i've got a whole bunch of hearts i'm still getting killed in one hit and that i find to be a little bit too punishing for this type of game because as as i said i just want to wander and just just chill in the vibes Mm -hmm. and of, of this world and constantly getting killed by every goblin you come across just really it's very anticlimactic and again discourages me from experimenting with with some of the things like i'll I'll spend five minutes putting together a car and like drive it into battle and then it immediately gets destroyed and i'm dead and like well i'm not gonna do that because like
2: (laughs) i the batteries like the crystallized charges wasn't very like intuitive to me either at first like i i forgot about that no and then i was like oh i have all this zonite or whatever it's called and um i it's like 100 zonite for one crystallized charge and yeah
1: and a 100 charges yeah like one and it's, it's just battery. like <laughs> a
2: lot and i don't know it, it it's like it's like frustrating because of that but once you are in the depths, you are getting a lot of that zonite material. It's just, it really is like kind of a grind at that point. And I'm like, I'm already grinding on like the yeah, surface level. Yeah. And now I have to do this again in the depths and it's just adding another layer. So it, it can be like a bit too much for me at times because of that.
1: Yeah. I. I that, that's one of my main takeaways. I don't think this game is very respectful of your time. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> both, both the grinding and the repeated content, like you go to a shrine, and it's like a cutscene to unlock the shrine, like a cutscene to enter the shrine, two cutscenes at the ends to get your your, your magic yeah, ball of life. Mm-hmm. and it's the mm-hmm. same no skip, every man. single time. Uh, and just that, and like every every cooking animation, like cook just cook one meal, go into your menu, hold, go even go into the recipe. Okay, select that, hold hold it over the fire, drop it in, wait for the cutscene. That's one that's another meal, and you want if you need five mm-hmm. meals, that's going to be that every time. So I've really struggled with like I mean, you can skip cutscenes, yeah, but there's a lot in mm-hmm. his game that's just wasting your time. And I mean, I, I feel like it's, this game is best when you lean into that and just vibe in the world. But uh, yeah, I, I've given up all any sense of like trying to rush anything and just taking my time with it. But I, I do wish it would respect yeah, my time a little more.
2: I I agree there, especially with like the cooking too, because like. Yes, you have the recipe cards now, but that doesn't do anything except for help you memorize. Like you can't use those to auto like grab your like I- recipe items. You have to like go back and grab them yourself and then yeah. put them in. I wish they like at least added mm-hmm. like an auto auto build feature for your recipes or something. <laughs> but yeah. Yes, <laughs> they, they were so close.
1: They are so close. And like I, I don't know if you can, even, if, if you can even find the recipes anywhere. It would be nice if they actually just like as a mm-hmm. reward, like this gave you the recipes rather than having you having to manually. Okay, what recipe do I get if I combine meat and mushroom? Okay, meat and this mushroom. Okay, meat and fish. Like you have to unlock mm-hmm. each of those recipes one at a time by yourself, which is quite tedious and hard to know what yeah. you haven't ever done. They, they are hinted at in dialogue
0: uh, scenarios. Some of them, a yeah. lot. Um, that happens, but you know, you have to
1: pay attention and you have to write it out in you know, this game really wants you to mm-hmm. pay attention to be immersed in the world, and that and it is best when you do that, but <laughs> who has the time set these days? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like we're that's the Cadillac problem
0: because like isn't that mm-hmm. what people want out of these games? Is like yeah. they want to be yeah, they want a game that lasts forever, and you know, we should we should also note that this is a um the newly priced mm-hmm. after the price increase, right? So people are going to say, oh, but, you know, I, I need good value out of this. So probably a lot of people are, are saying, great, like, give me give, yeah. me, uh, give me a and forever game.
2: I think with the time gap in between uh, Zelda releases, this one's going to fill that gap, too. I know people were really, like, wanting Tears of the Kingdom right after B- Breath of the Wild came out. But, like, still, like... Two years ago, I was like scrolling on TikTok, and there was just Breath of the Wild content on there still. So this game specifically, I feel like, is going to be on the internet for a while. And so this game is really just selling itself because of that.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for all these people who had, like, all the reviewers mm-hmm. especially who had to, like, rush this game in two weeks. And it's, like, it, it's really best when you yeah. take your time with it, if, if you have that time. Uh, and as I said, there's vibe in the world. Just I, I've been not fast-traveling. I've been specifically backtracking, going back and forth on my horse in real time because it's so, I feel like it's so easy to miss things if you're if you're rushing the game and like jumping from teleport to teleport, you're, mm-hmm. you're going to miss so many little details. And like, if, if I, I feel like if I if I'm walking through the world and I see something, it's like, well, if I don't deal with this now, <laughs> I'm never going to find yeah. this again, like this korok or this um this this chest in a in a pond. I'm never yeah. going to find it again. as I deal with it right now. So just 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 t- Living in the moment and taking time with it is, is yeah, really how this game wants there. to be played.
2: Another thing is, I am anti horse or transportation person. I'm always I'm always walking around. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, me too. I think I lose my horse.
2: Yeah, I'm just like. Yeah. A horse and I'm never always comes like, when you call it. I'm always just like stopping and going. So I'm like, why am I freaking riding a horse anyways? I'm always jumping off of it anyways. So I might as mm-hmm. well just walk around the whole time.
1: Yeah, same. And, yeah, and you do unlock some other sort of more mobility things as you go. I just found a cool one in one of the temples, <laughs> uh, to not spoil anything. Uh, I feel like, yeah, having, having done I – I just did my first temple 50 hours in, and that's unlocked a few things that mm-hmm. will make the rest of the game a little more streamlined, I feel. So maybe finding that right balance where everything feels like the pacing is, is well – Timed out Mm -hmm. is really tough in this
2: game. Um, Speaking of temples, I think you should do the Gerudo temple last. I'm not going to say anything else. Except for (laughs) I was a little bit frustrated with the boss. Um, Hmm. And I think after doing all the other temples, this one has been the hardest for me. It's been the most intriguing and like cool, but the boss sucks. So do that one last.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Well, Mark, have you done any, any of the temples yet? You know
0: what? I'm a little embarrassed to say I haven't done any of the temples. I am kind of in the Zora quest line right now. And I've mostly just been going where the direction uh, takes me. And mm-hmm. and I feel like some of these quest lines are pretty good. Like, they're sending me to a lot of different places. They're not coming out right and telling me what I should do. It's actually pretty decent, like, mm-hmm. RPGs type fare, which is... A nice change because so much of this game is kind of lonely out there. Like a lot of the time, you know, you could just be spending a whole gaming session. Just out, not hearing, you know, not seeing any NPCs, not hearing any voices. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but Link is not a great protagonist. Uh, The the silent silent protagonist. He's super basic. Basic boy. I I dislike this little pretty boy. uh, This little blonde pretty boy. Uh, He's he's a non-character. So I feel ultra lonely out there when I'm just... Everyone has a big crush on him, though. I guess yeah. Everyone's thirsty for all <laughs> yeah. the Zelda characters. Man, I, everyone I in this
1: game has gotten so fit in the last <laughs> yeah. like since, since the last game.
0: <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, actually, that that was kind of funny. I um, uh, at the beginning there, I wasn't quite sure when in the timeline this this game takes place, but you know, I guess I won't spoil it. But uh, you do see a bunch of familiar faces and some new faces, and uh, absolutely, like the character designs, the art. Is beautiful. The Zonai um, kind of art motifs are really interesting twist on, I guess, the the classical Hyrule mechanical design that was there before. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Studio Mm -hmm. Ghibli movie, Castle in the Sky. Yes. I love that one. one? I love it. Jillian, you have that one. It's brilliant. It's their, I think it's their second, second Mm -hmm. movie after Nausicaa. And Mm Noska itself is brilliant, obviously. Uh, But Castle in the Sky, I 100% bet real money that every single person on the production team, music composition, art uh, direction, character design, absolutely everyone Mm -hmm. of those people have seen that movie either just from being <laughs> Japanese or just from <laughs> getting good research material because you know I used to work at a game studio and they they have like budgets for these like research budgets right they have comic books and and movies and animations and, and obviously games at their disposal but i got huge mm-hmm. castle in, in the sky vibes from from especially the sky the sky palace levels a lot of the zoni technology I uh, just gotta say, if you haven't seen Castle in the Sky, go watch it, and you'll feel you'll yeah, feel right it, at home.
2: That's a you know I haven't put two and two together, but that really just solidified why I love this game so much because that's like <laughs> one of my favorite Ghibli movies, um, right behind Noska, and yeah, it, it's just it's so yeah. great.
0: Yeah, it's the music too, like the the mm-hmm. Joe Hisaishi, uh, I think, is the composer on a lot of the Ghibli movies, and. You feel a lot of that really moody, melancholy,
1: mm-hmm. like light piano music in, in these other games. Yeah, very minimalist uh, soundtrack, which I, I, again, that's, that's one thing I, I I loved. Ocarina of Time, and those games for the music, like big bombastic melodies, whereas here is very much laid back and subdued and sort of subtle. Uh, it's, it's, it grows on you, but it's, it's nice it's just being out in the world and it's like the music isn't forcing you or rushing you. It's just... It, the mm-hmm. music matches the tempo of what you're yeah. doing, basically.
0: Yeah, it's 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 dynamic range, right? Because mm. there are going to be some points like those uh, boss boss battles where the music's going to be pounding. You're going to get that alert sound from your health bar going low, and all these <laughs> sort of explosions going off. So you know that sort of stuff will come, but in between all of that. While you're just clip clopping on your horse across a grassy field, or you're just floating down from a mountain, a snowy mountain while hearing the wind blow. You get this like light meditative music. And you know, that's just what it is, is like this game is very meditative and kind of mood setting. And I think that's a really unsung quality of definitely these last two games is, is how much of a, yeah, just a mood, you know, just a vibe you get.
1: Yes, sorry, <laughs> absolutely. Sorry, I was um, I, w- I was just vibing there for a moment. <laughs> yeah. So, do we have any any anything else you wanted to cover? Any favorite parts or or bits you you didn't love about the game? No,
2: because I don't want to talk about spoilers too much. And I'm excited to hear what you all have to say yeah. after uh, completing the hieroglyphs or whatever they're called and the temples.
1: Uh, yes, well, that was that was one thing I wanted to talk about was the temples, right? Because I, again, I really struggle. Breath of the Wild, I didn't love the temples. They, they didn't, they weren't. Again, I'm, I'm just looking for those classic Ocarina of Time temples, so I'm, I'm never <laughs> going to be happy. But um, it's these a, are it's definitely a big are. Difference, yeah, yeah, I, I, they don't feel integrated into the world so much. It's very much just a series of puzzles. I feel like, but to a lesser degree here, but still somewhat. Without getting into spoilers, the temple itself is still just. Here's just a few puzzles to solve mm-hmm. in there, whatever order you like. The, what, the, the part I really like is the lead up to the temples. There's these epic scales. Like I remember, like as a as a good comparison is is Breath of the Wild. Like getting to the Zora Temple, you have to like climb up this massive uh, spiralling hill, and then go up the waterfall, and then like battle a lion, or and then like summon summoning each of the temples to come out was this huge ordeal that like, was this this epic scope, and the the one temple I've done mm-hmm. here matches that. Uh, this is epic sense of progression as you're gradually working your way up to it. Uh, that's more exciting than the temple itself, I found, the sense of progression that it's giving you. The temples don't really have. They're just, here's a few puzzles that are some, they're sort of them- thematically integrated mm-hmm. but not super satisfying.
2: Yeah, I think, I don't know, the temples here aren't my favourite. I would have to say out of the two, my or out of the four, um, my two favourite are the Gerudo and the Rito, um without saying too much. I think they are just the ones that are the ones the ones that are best done. <laughs> Sorry, it's like 1215 a.m. <laughs> over here so my mind is like slowly disintegrating into nothing. <laughs> um but those two just amazing. Um I just felt super immersed in those, but the Zora and the Goron ones, I didn't really like that much.
1: Yeah, it was the reader one that I just did that that, that I really enjoyed. But I do have to wonder too if you you could probably just use Ultra Hand and skip mm-hmm. a large portion of that. And I feel like that's that, that, that. I mean, that's pretty emblematic of a lot of this game that you could just build yourself yeah. a, a flying car and just skip so much of this game. Whereas I, I really like enjoyed the aspect of like, cl- you you see, you like climb to the top of a mountain and there's like, a vine that's touching one of the sky islands. From that sky island, you can Mm -hmm. like glide across to another one. And then from there, you can climb up to the next, like the sense of progression and gradually working yourself up and that sense of progression. That's what I really enjoyed rather than just build a flying car and go to the top. It so often felt like you're just brute forcing (laughs) the game in in so many (laughs) ways. I,
0: I really like the sky island portion of it myself. I feel like that felt like its own game. Like its own unique game, a whole lot mm-hmm. more than obviously so much of this game is unchanged from the last one. And that's a little bit of a gripe for me, like the traditional traversal and the combat and the cooking. So much of it is unchanged. I mean, you could argue if it's not broke, don't fix it. So <laughs> that's fine. But I feel like they kind of doubled down with the sky, the depths, and the changes on the main world. And I, I guess made this maybe an even more intense, hardcore version of Zelda. You know, it's not it's not Elden Ring level creepy open world, but I guess I'm not entirely sold, mm. to be honest, on Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Uh, that might be that might be a little controversial, but I don't like it. It's I mean I don't <laughs> unlike I don't dislike it. It's obviously a masterpiece. There's so much good stuff going on here, but I guess I'm just not feeling it. In many ways, it's a little intense playing this game a lot for many hours in a row. I just feel like I'm missing quest lines. I'm missing characters. I'm missing dialogue. I'm missing character development. It is very uh, That I could be getting from a lot of other games. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that is a lot more of a reflection on where I'm at personally with games uh, that Zelda isn't giving that to me, but it is giving me so much. So I think it's going to be around
1: for years. So, And I, I feel similarly, but I have to wonder how much of that is just how modern games have trained us to constantly be needing feedback and like, like seeing numbers go up and seeing stories and just like these, um, st- 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 they're overstimulating you constantly, <laughs> and I feel like we've been trained to, to not well, appreciate I don't know. these like, slower games.
0: <laughs> I think a bit of that is true, but it's sort of like being stuck on a on, on the surface of the moon or on Mars or something, right? Like y- you're gonna miss the Earth. You're gonna miss rowing a boat on a lake. It's not because you're a bad <laughs> person that you miss yeah. those things. It's <laughs> just that you're a human, right? And you're you're raised on Earth, so. People crave variety and Zelda is the worlds are very specific mm-hmm. form of activities. You know, it's like, it's like a theme park. It's like, even if you love Disneyland, mm-hmm. you're going to get tired of the rides at some point.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. And it all comes down to largely what like I was talking about earlier. It's not respecting your time necessarily. I like what's there, but there's also just a lot of mm-hmm. filler in between. Uh, but with that said, like, let's not keep Jillian up too late. Did you have any final no, thoughts? No, just
2: that I'm loving it so far, but I feel like the fatigue is starting. But it's it's still – yeah. I still feel yeah. like the magical feeling that I felt when I first started playing. Like I don't think that's ever going to go away. I just think that I might finish the storyline and then pick it up in a couple weeks or a couple months or something and do side quests from there.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling quite similarly that I think it's going to be best to just, I, I've got, I've got, I've powered through this, this initial burst and now it's just a good game to just pick out and just, just visit, go, go, go to Hyrule and visit. Yeah. Every now and then. <laughs> and I, yeah, well, it's like this ultra hand thing. I, 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 I just don't, I'm not particularly engaged by like these creative elements of it, like spending 10 minutes, putting together a wooden cart like it takes so long to actually be able to find anything interesting to be able to build is there's just like there's just wooden wooden boards and wheels everywhere that you can't build anything with and it's, it's taken me a long time to get to the point i can build anything but even then now that i've gotten some some auto building like that, that's not what really engages me with, with with zelda like but it does at the mm-hmm. same time make this world feel more alive we talked about MMOs earlier soloing MMOs specifically which is something I enjoy like you're playing an MMO solo you're still seeing other people around you you're still existing in this living breathing world and this feels similar here and even if there's this whole other ultra hand creative flying cars element going on it still makes the world feel more alive just Mm -hmm. having all these elements around you even if it's not something that you're overly engaged with so i I, it is yeah i'm just enjoying just being in this world and and how alive it can feel at times yeah, it's just mm-hmm. another toy in the toy
0: box, right? Ultra Hand is kind of the, <laughs> the ultimate toy. Yeah, I, I feel the same as you guys. I think uh, I'm going to play for a little bit longer, but I'm I'm definitely going to take a break. Hopefully, not a forever break. But I think you know this game is truly a masterpiece. Like you'd be silly not to play it. So definitely, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the chis- highs are very high. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up all the way. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take it over over a period of
1: time. Go, go into a temple at least and see see how that makes you feeling.
0: Yeah, I'll go into a temple and then I'll go into the depths <laughs> and then I'll take a break. Oh, yeah, you're missing, you're missing out the depths.
1: <laughs> take,
0: take a flashlight. <laughs> cool. Speaking of taking a break, uh, shall we uh, wrap it up there and maybe ask uh, Jillian about anything you want yeah, to promote? So
2: personally, I do Twitch streaming. I'm currently going to be taking, at this moment, it's, which it's Friday June or Sunday June twelfth, or I guess it's Monday my time now. <laughs> um, Monday June twelfth, <laughs> I am taking a couple of weeks off Twitch streaming um, and refiguring out my schedule now that it's summertime and I'm a little bit more busy. So uh, check out my Twitch streams for uh, whenever I figure out my schedule. You can find me on there as Mean Pamelo. You can find me literally anywhere as that. And for Brotherwise stuff, we've got some cool uh, pre-orders happening at the end of this month for Overboss Duel, for Boss Monster 10th Anniversary, um, for a whole plethora of things. And we haven't said anything about it yet. So this is the first time I've actually announced it so I, I i brought something cool to bring to this show
1: <laughs> look for me, eh? <laughs> yeah.
0: Ooh, scoop that's so awesome yeah i definitely want to hear more about the projects you have going on and tell us more about the uh, games that you're playing with your
1: partner too we definitely want to hear updates oh, yes about mothership yes, and I can't all of wait. that in nemesis <laughs> I just had a couple of quick plugs myself. A friend of the show, uh, Anna Maria from Violet Daisy Games, has a Kickstarter coming out this month, I think it might be out by the time this podcast launches. Uh, it's called Shelf Care. It is a tabletop gaming colouring book. Uh, so there's like 20 different artists from around the the, the board game community that have, have made these illustrations to that you can colour for your own. So speaking of chilling out and vibing, you, you can do that, colouring one of these books. And my wife is one of those artists. So she, she's illustrated that's the page awesome. for this Kickstarter.
0: Congrats. That's great. As for myself, uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram, I guess, as uh, OmniGamerMark been sharing some pics of games i brought back from japan uh, for my recent trip there and i guess this is unrelated to games but i started up a new instagram profile for i've been reading a lot of manga so my uh, handle is manga Onisan, which basically means like big brother so <laughs> m-a-n-g-a-o-n-i-i-s-a-n i'll try and link to it from my uh on the gamer account go there if you want to see some pics of manga i've been reading
1: Oh, excellent. I, I'm quite ignorant of manga, unfortunately, but I, I uh, do want to, to explore that world a little more, so I'll, I'll check it out for some recommendations.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot out there. Well, thanks again, Julia. Yeah, it's thank been so you. fun talking to you. thank you. I've
2: had a great time talking with both of you.
0: Fantastic. Excellent. Well, I hope you'll uh, send us some updates. Anytime you want to promote anything, we'd be happy to talk about it.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: Daniel, you want to tell us about uh, what game we're going to be covering our next? Right,
1: yeah, so we're going back to the board game table with it's a wonderful world. Are you familiar with that, Jillian?
2: No, I'm looking it up right now.
1: It's it's a little similar to Century Spice Road that we played earlier, but a little more player interaction. I've, I have played it once before on BGA, but I'm excited to try it in person. And, uh, and we'll have our thoughts on that next episode.
0: Well, uh, thanks again, Jillian. Mm-hmm. And until next time, for everyone out there listening, uh, have a balanced night of gaming. <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.